0: As most of you know, or could think, recording during the pandemic and recording remotely brings an interesting aspect to recording every time we sit down and for things we can't account for. That being said, there's a couple of different audio issues in this episode But, in the air of authenticity, we felt like this was such a great listen, and it really is a look at how she got into this collection, that we're bringing it to you as we recorded it and as we heard it, so you guys can kind of see what it's like to be behind the scenes. So, without further ado, please enjoy today's episode. You see, people collect all
1: kinds of things. New, old... Priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets.
0: This is The
1: Mothball Prophecies.
0: Welcome to The Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Jill Huffman. And today we're sitting down with somebody that I have adored for several years. I followed her on social media. I love her art. And when I got a message on our Instagram saying, hey, you should have this person on your show, I thought I was going to pass out. I had my moment of fangirling when I spoke to her for the first time. And now we're sitting down to talk with her in her adorable studio She is a gothic bonbon of delight. She creates whimsical nouveau squeak toys. She's filled with sunshine and espresso. And she is the queen of squeak toy nostalgia. Kate Hart, the owner of Bitter Squeaks, is sitting down with the mothballs today. Hi. Hello. We, well, you know how excited I am. We've talked several times since that initial fateful Instagram message that I got. And
2: I'm family now. Yes, we're family now. <laughs> she
1: literally called me right after getting you know, on. She's like, Jill, Jill, Jill. And I'm like, What? <laughs> she's like, You will never believe and I'm like, You're right. Tell me what we're talking about. And then she told me and I was just like, Are you fucking kidding me right now
0: like no yeah no I got off the phone with you and I was just like jumping around my backyard and like not <laughs> verbal my husband's like what's going on and I was like hold on a minute let me get this out of my body and then I will <laughs> tell you so now that we've done schmoozed all over you thank you thank you thank you I'm like I love every minute of it <laughs> <other>. keep going <laughs> we'll just <laughs> we'll continue to hype yeah, we'll you up we just gonna do it all day. so yeah we've we've spoken on the phone several times we've both um yelled at our children on the phone yeah yeah mm-hmm. So you're definitely, you're a part of the family
2: now. (laughs) I know. My husband gets in there and he interjects.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. because He'll be like, who
2: are you talking to?
0: And she's like, Sam. And he's like, oh, hi, Sam. Yeah, he like pops in. He's like, hey. Hey, how are you? (laughs) How's it go, guys? My husband's like, who are you talking to? Which you're my third Kate friend. So now I have like three people that I have to differentiate for my husband. I know. It's really hard to talk to you now when you're like, Kate. And I'm like, Okay. Which Kate? Yes. So we have Magic Kate, which is sitting next to us, our copy editor. But my husband lovingly calls her Spellcheck because <laughs> she's also a witch. And then we have you, Kate, and I call you just I'm like Q Kate, Yeah, Witter Squeak Kate, Yeah. And then my friend is Arizona Kate because I went to Arizona with her. But that's you know, that's so that's lot. why the listeners tune in. Yeah, <laughs> I love or Kate. I love
2: another uh, Goth Kate. Yeah, yeah, I know that's right. I,
0: I just keep my Kates close <laughs> and in my pocket. <laughs> and my jills
2: we all fit yeah. there
0: <laughs> so where did you grow up where are you from i grew
2: up in long beach california
0: oh mm-hmm. born and raised in a little
2: sleepy beach town always and forever i love that like, you it's not, yeah it's, it's long beach is huge i think people have like a misconception about it like they think i don't know they think that like just 4th Street is Long Beach. Like mm-hmm. everything is vintage and cute. And I'm like, it gets, you know, all the way up there. Yeah.
0: Well, because it's a, isn't it a, a well, a far fetched suburb of Los Angeles? I mean, you're yeah, not yeah, far yeah. from LA. I feel like we are. Well, yeah. I mean, and for those of you that, I mean, are not from Los Angeles or that area or have you haven't been, it's because it takes so long to fucking get anywhere. You do feel the like way that.
2: I describe it is. I either live 30 minutes from Los Angeles or 16 hours. It just depends on traffic. (laughs) That's
0: like a legit way
1: to describe that. 16 hours away. Yeah.
2: And when you
0: were growing up, did you grow up collecting or thrifting or was that something you grew into?
2: You know, my great grandma owned a junk store. Oh, my God. And I don't know. I never met her, but there are stories that like, whew girl and then um my grandma like flipped houses so she would go to like thrift stores and like she's like the original diy yeah like awesome. we will reupholster this chair and make it new oh yeah. god
0: <laughs> i love that
2: yeah she was a who. and then um, uh, and then my mom like loved antiquing and like loved going to the swap meet so like some of the earliest photos of me i'm like in a stroller with a balloon that says like Rose Bowl Swap meat or whatever. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's literally like born and bred into you to. Yeah. To have your adoration of old things.
2: Yeah, I didn't really. I mean, I was really into like vintage dresses in like middle school and like. Like probably fifth grade is when it started. Mm-hmm. And then. um. i didn't really care about stuff and like ironically i still don't yeah
0: yeah are you talking stuff in the sense of like having material items that are worth a lot or just in general
2: just like if i like it that's great but like you know people constantly joke like well what if something happens and like less for me to dust i don't know like
0: yeah exactly Yeah, I feel like my house right now, you're looking at my boring living room wall, but like when I had a kid, like everything got super pared down because they're tiny little velociraptors.
2: and They are the best and the worst.
0: Yes. And so they're like, um, you know, when I thrift now or I antique now, I'm a lot more particular about the items I'm going after versus when I started and it was like everybody's game. Like I was like, okay, I want this. I want this. I want this which is oddly enough where my husband sits now with his curating. It's like everything comes home with him. Did you, so (laughs) did you just stick to vintage fashion or did you have like a thing you went for when you were younger?
2: You know, like I desperately wanted what all of my friends had, Mm. but we didn't have the money for it. So like I coveted rainbow bright, like, Oh, those magical little leg warmers. I like loved, everything about her like i thought she was so charming and whimsical and like filled the world with color and mm-hmm. you know and the villains were great like everything about it i just loved. so i really just wanted like what kids were buying at the store like five ten years previously yeah so i was late to the game with like <laughs> You know, but they were affordable. They were, you know, one or two dollars for like a doll and I just loved them. So yeah. well, and I feel but like yeah, I didn't care about vintage stuff, really,
0: it wasn't because it was vintage. It's just because you were like, I really love this.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how
0: it's kind of started, I think, for me, too, was we, you know, we went, and I say it all the time, we went a lot of, out of necessity as a kid. And it was the same thing. It was, can I find something that my friends think is really great? Therefore they'll think I'm really great. And then I'll be, I'll finally be there. It fit in. And yes, then, like yeah. I will
2: finally be in the cool club. Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: And then my freak flag yeah. is like, no, sis, you're <laughs> meant to be one of us. You can't no, mine was always the deal. Like,
1: I'd always be like, guess how much I spent on this shirt? A dollar. And then right. they just stare at me. And I'm like, no, dude, a dollar. I paid one dollar. <laughs> I that too. Yeah, for like, that, Yeah. You don't get it.
0: Yeah, it was. It's always. And that's the thing, too, now, is I feel like it's just a part of the chase where if you can, like, dupe somebody on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't for know sure. what you have. Here, it's mine now. No.
2: <laughs> I hate that feeling of, like, you don't know what you got and you pay, like, an obscenely little amount for it Uh-huh. yeah and you kind of feel like you're stealing so you just like run away with your treasure like a hamster yeah. Like, <laughs> y- 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 i do that like, all please. the
1: time i'm always like are you sure this is <laughs> it like i can give you more and they're like
0: no just take it and i'm like okay <laughs> that happened funny enough i went to go take some pictures of our last week's guest um antiques today and i'm walking through their house and i looked up and i went i said that's depression glass and it's a dragon koi candlestick oh yeah and it's pink mm-hmm. and i looked and i went that's depression glass i said and i'm pretty sure that's really fucking rare and she was like oh i bought it downtown at mickey's uh- and so i like pull my phone out and i google it because that's my favorite thing to do and then i turned it and i went it's selling for 200 dollars in a pair on amazon or not <laughs> yeah, yeah. amazon's getting into the antique <laughs> game on,
2: amazon.
0: on ebay and she was like oh shit she paid 19 dollars for it
1: That's awesome.
2: I like desperately hate when people, like, you'll be at a swap meet, not now because you don't do anything now, but (laughs) in the before time, um, (laughs) like, when you would go to a swap meet and people would go, Well, on eBay, it's, calm down, sir. Am I in my pajamas? I am not. Like, (laughs) if I'm, if my family's on my couch, I will pay a much different amount than if I have to get up, get my kid together get in my car and now exist with humans like yeah. i'm charging you <laughs> for all of that <laughs>
0: for real for real when i go like to like a flea market or a swap meet or something and i see the prices and they're trying to do like full-blown retail oh, yeah it's like yo dude that's not why we're here nobody came here for that i know
1: i'll pick something mm-hmm. up and it'll be like an ungodly amount of money i'm like huh all right well i'll just put that back and they're like no They're selling for, I'm like, yeah, I know Mm -hmm. what they're selling for.
0: And I know you're overcharging. That happened to us. We went to a flea market in uh, Pocatello a couple of years ago. And there was one lady's booth. She had like vintage Christmas and Pyrex and all this stuff. And I picked up this, it was a box of miniature ornaments. And and it's kind of, you know, the box is in rough shape. It's like vintage, shiny, bright. And I look at it and i was like jesus christ she wanted 36 dollars
1: it was only like six <clears throat> tiny little ornaments
0: and then i set it down and then she looked at me and i was like i looked at jill and i was like these prices are bananas <laughs> and then we walked out of the <laughs> and pool. then we walked away
2: <laughs> bye you No, know, i think uh like my my daughter's dad would love when we would go to spot meet together and someone would try and tell me about Squeak Toys. Oh. It was like his favorite. Because I would pick up like a, whatever, a donkey, for example. And they would say, that's yeah, from 1940. And I'd be like, <laughs> is it? You're like,
0: and that's- they're like, yeah. And I'm like, why
2: is it marked 1961 on it? <laughs>
0: Also, yeah, yeah, why is, why is... You're like,
1: check
2: the dates before you start reciting. Also,
0: if they know anything about history, that type of rubber wasn't invented until after World War II.
2: Well, there's many funny things that I've heard that swap me. Like, I heard a guy tell my ex that um, a hood ornament was off a 1944 Packard. And what's interesting about 1944 is we weren't making a lot of hood ornaments.
0: I don't know if people uh, are new to U.S. history or world history, but at that time, there was a world war happening.
2: Whatever. Just, look, sir, I've got some news for you. I don't know if you heard. There was a war.
0: They just came out of a cryo chamber, and that's why they don't know. They're like, wait what a minute, there was a war.
1: huh? <laughs> uh, Not just one, but
0: two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been kind of a couple of rough years there, Frank. Why don't you fucking get with it? Come on,
2: Buy man. a book, sweetheart. No, I, I would never. That, and I usually just, like, tell them they're right and, like, scramble away, like, a yeah. mouse. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I do, like, <laughs> the nice,
0: polite, like, customer service nod and yeah, smile. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. And then I just leave and I'm like, well, I'm going to go overthink that for a little bit now that I made an ass I, out I'll of myself. I
2: absolutely go home and think about it for days and be like, wow
0: yeah yeah like they're gonna remember some red-haired lady that's like remember that dipshit that came to our booth she doesn't know anything (laughs) so you guys have in uh well just in california in general a lot more swap meets and flea markets than we do in rural idaho we
2: have one every weekend oh my god like a big one so like there's pasadena city college and then rose bowl and then long beach and then i don't know what happens after that can
0: we and come half? take a mothball sanctioned trip and we can just go and shop <laughs> with you
2: yes and stay with me
0: yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay I'm yeah gonna just I'm like, we're
2: family now yeah it's
1: gonna happen yeah. <laughs> once the great gonna, roni is yeah once once that's over and we can
0: business trip
2: <laughs> you know what's crazy is they're still having long beach swap me.
0: yeah I, and that's, what did I just see that was going to happen here too? That's like the, this, oh, the same amount of people like being, yeah. and, well, I drove by the high school the other day. It's by my way home. And I think, so the town I'm from, the mascot is a potato. Okay. A bat. So they were having, because it's harvest time. It is harvest time. This is so embarrassing to admit publicly. (laughs) So they're having harvest time, and they usually do every year, but because of coronavirus, there is no Spud Day this year, which is the celebration of the Great Potato. Okay? The Great Potato. The Great Potato. So they have, and they have had forever, this beauty pageant, scholarship pageant, whatever the fuck it's called now, and it's called Miss Russet. What the fuck? Uh-huh. What? First of all, Uh, and uh, I love that. Yeah. So it's your, and then the oh man, okay, (laughs) the winner.
2: (laughs) If you say a lifetime of potatoes, I'm gonna fall. It's so much worse. I've never had to explain this to
0: people that were not from where I'm from. (laughs) So it's so fucking stupid to say out loud. Okay, okay, okay. So they. When you win, you're in the parade as the head of the parade, and then cream potato. You get to go serve free baked potatoes to all the attendees of Spud Day. You serve free potatoes for most of the day, and then and then they go on to do like humanitarian stuff or like volunteer things. Your prize
2: is food service.
1: You know, sometimes I like would, like, growing up, I was like, God, I wish I was from one town, and I could say, like, this is our town. No, I am 100% glad I grew up in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, so that You needs- win! Here, now serve all these potatoes to the people. I want
0: that as a merch shirt. Your prize is food service. <laughs> yeah, so that's the town I'm from, guys. Super cool and and then i was a giant potato for one year of high school and the costume i wore was as old as i was when i wore it i'll have to find a picture but it was made out of crushed velvet and it had like Beautiful. a hard top that you tied in a chin strap and <laughs> yeah. then it was a cinched vel, vel- uh cinched like elastic tube it's so like cool. Like a bubble dress. Yes. Those are
2: very in right now. Yes. And then I yeah. would,
0: when I was in it, cause it was hotter than Hades, I would pull my arms in and then get my water bottle and take a drink and then put my arms back out. And I couldn't see <laughs> out of the eyes. I had to see out of the eyebrows and the mouth was on my belly. So when the kids would wave, I would blow belly kisses. And I also, I can't really dance. So it was like a joke that I would troll other school mascots that could dance. So I would just go up to them and just lay on the floor. And then kick my feet in a circle. And then I'd get up and do like a hard style pose. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk.
2: Wow, so that's, I am here for every minute of it. Like, yeah, that's
0: Idaho. <laughs> jealous. Are you guys so jealous right now? So when you started going. Did you go to these swap meets with your grandma? And your mom? No my
2: grandma. By then my grandma was like. Oh I can afford new things. Bye friends. Like she was, <laughs>
1: She was like I'm out
2: as soon as she could afford to not be poor anymore she was no longer poor oh how boring like new it, things so dull yeah like she she had great stuff like great thing and just like threw it all away and moved into a condo and was like look at me now i'm a nana on the go like she <laughs> i am so me, wealthy but not wealthy <laughs> just not poor yeah just
0: a step above the poverty line like, a condo it's like no you middle should still class was like a big deal for our
2: family it was like ooh, oh look at you
0: yeah same yeah. agreed i remember the first time we went shopping at kohl's when my mom had a job she was like just get whatever and i was like whatever whoa yeah at kohl's and then we walked out and we had like, it was like, a, what's the Thelma and Louise? Like we had our bags of Kohl's clothing and Kohl's cash. God damn it. Oh, wow. Well, you got to get that. Ready to go. Got to get that
2: coupon. Isn't it like 40% off?
0: I know. It's stupid. It's like the, these are two for six. So spend $6 instead of a $3. Yeah,
2: I know. It's, I keep uh... going on tangent about Kohl's, but they mark everything up. So, Thank like, you. You don't get a deal. It's, it's like shop, And then
1: though. when you like get the sale price, it's like, wait a minute. I can get this.
0: Cheaper, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Now yeah. with Google, they're fucked. Yeah, before well, now moms like, didn't I know. I found
2: leggings for a pigeon at mm-hmm. and then found them at Nordstrom's for cheaper, like the same leggings. Coles is like, No, we're actually Nordstrom's now. <laughs> I'm we like, I don't know who you think you are if you think you're Bloomingdale's or whatever, but get out of here, you're Kohl's.
0: <laughs> they're uh, Nordstrom's in
1: a Kohl's bag. I know, it's like, Wait a minute. Wasn't I just at Kohl's or was I at Nordstrom's? I thought I'm at Nordstrom's Mm -hmm. now.
0: Well, that's like, that's, you know, like we said, that's the best part about going to a swap meet or a flea market is, you know, you're going to get lower than average pricing. And you, when you started, so for the listeners that don't know, Kate is a maker of squeak toys, but not just any squeak toys. Will you tell us a little bit about
2: that? So. Oh, I don't even know where to start. Okay. So I bought a company um, called the Edward Mobley Company. Mm-hmm. And it was an artist, sculptor, painter, amazing, everything to me. Right. But like, yeah, like he's just the end to end all of art. He's the best art that ever you No, know? But like, he's just very important to me and to a lot of other artists too. And and he's wonderful. So, I found my first week at Long Beach Swap Me. Nice, and it was this, like I have no fear of germs mm-hmm. at all. Like dirt, don't care. Give it, I will stick my grubby little fingers in there and rip it out. Like it, this is my treasure now. Man, like right, I am like that the page. disgusting troll that I am. And so, <laughs> so I like found this elephant that I thought was gray or brown and I was like and I pulled it out and I was like how much is this treasure and the lady was like ew one dollar and I was like so (laughs) here's my one dollar purchase do you have a bag because I don't want this going in my bag (laughs) (laughs) so I took him home and I like threw him in the sink started washing him and like all the dirt and grime peeled off and it was real gross.
0: Like You were like, oh fuck, that was way dirtier than I anticipated.
2: And it was one of that first elephant was one of the dirtiest squeak toys I've ever bought. To where when all the grime came off, I found out he was pink.
0: Oh, oh God. God. Oh <laughs> yeah. God. That's just, dirty, dirty. That's, that's
2: oh, he was disgusting. Oh. But, like, once all the grime was gone, he looked brand new. Like, that's what's cool about these toys, is that, like, they can, they can withstand some damage. You know, you can really do anything to them. You can throw them across the room. They're not going to break. They're made for toddlers.
0: I love
2: that. So, so I watched this little dude up and was like, oh, he's hilarious. What is this little drunk pink elephant doing? We will stick him on a shelf. And he'll live under our TV for (laughs) until I moved here. (laughs) But um, yeah, so he was just like this gross little guy. And I loved him. I was like, he's so funny, so weird.
0: Because for those of you that don't know, they don't look like the person that made them had never actually looked at an elephant.
2: The way I describe them, it looks like someone who's visually impaired touched (laughs) an elephant (laughs) and then described it to someone who could see but has <laughs> never seen an elephant? And then that person went, "I can sculpt that, no problem." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, elephant. I got it. on top I got of that.
0: this. Okay, I'm gonna Nail show it. them. I know a picture of this elephant.
1: It reminds me of like the drunk elephants from Dumbo, like the pink elephant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the little, Very much
2: the so. fluffy
0: ears with yeah,
2: and blink eyes. Like everything about them, you're just like, this is so great. They have blinking doll eyes? Yeah, their eyes like open and close. Oh,
1: I just sit there just like in yeah. it constantly.
2: Like those cow cans that yeah. you'd like turn
1: yeah, over yeah.
0: and it would move. <laughs> so, did you know when like, were you seeking out squeak toys or are you like me where you're just like, that's no, fucking no, no, weird. No, 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 no. I just it. like,
2: I was more into oddities then. when I Like when I was younger, I collected more oddities and taxidermy and hair stuff and
0: yeah, 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 I yeah, was yeah. Very, yeah.
2: very interested in the macabre. Like, mm-hmm.
0: ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. <laughs> they're like pointing oh. at me.
2: Yeah, I know, same. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, it was just—I was so weird that I was like, "Guys, this has got to go with all my other weird stuff." Right? Like, antique gynecological equipment and an elephant. Like,
0: <laughs> Bienvenidos to my collection, everybody.
2: Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, that's very and similar so, to how I things you know then i found another elephant but he was blue and like not the same skull and i was like that there's more like oh shit more people didn't know what an elephant
0: was when <laughs> was this time like what year was this starting for you oh
2: goodness this was probably 2008
0: oh wow I so I mean, so yeah, that was, it was like, like you still really couldn't Google much. No,
2: you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could Google. I was. I've been. I,
0: Were you balls I've been deep Cuba in Google Day? at that point? I was
2: <laughs> hundred years. Yeah. No, like, <laughs> I've I've been a big fan of like or Yahoo. Yeah. You know, in, mm-hmm. in my in my younger days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like, I love research and I love all that junk. So, I, well, but I didn't research them. I was like, here's these. Weird ugly elephants and I guess they live with me Forever
0: well and even if you would like when I was trying to research it the only thing I kept coming across was stuff you Had written about Edward Mobley There is yeah. literally nothing About him There
2: it- is one Like blurp that he wrote About the Gerber baby Because he designed the Gerber baby Doll So there's a book about the Gerber baby doll and there's like two or three pages that he wrote about manufacturing vinyl toys. Holy shit. But that was all I could find. And I was, who is this amazing man? Like he made all these great things and there's just nothing about him. He just faded into oblivion. Like that can't happen. Right. Like,
0: and then this creepy little Gothic bonbon. Started to so then your squeak collection really started to take off.
2: Well, so then I had two, and I was like, "I just need two. We're good." (laughs) And which, looking back, I still just need two. We're good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, so I was like, you know, my daughter was born, and I I had a lot of bird taxidermy, like Victorian bird taxidermy, and I don't know my. My kid is more important to me than bird taxidermy, and not poisoning her with arsenic is really high up on the list of things you don't do.
0: Yeah, because it's incredibly well. Bird taxidermy is incredibly toxic.
2: It's so bad for you. (laughs) I mean, anyone that has it, they're beautiful. I love them. I will admire them from afar, but they're just not welcome in our home anymore.
0: For sure. Yeah, in the same way.
2: it's unfortunate because I really truly do love it. But I also love being a mom to a living child. So <laughs> uh, right. decisions decision. No, so I sold all of my tax and I sold a lot of like things that I didn't I don't know, like when when you have a baby you go through your mommy meltdown uh-huh. where you're like, I need to be a grown up. Yeah. So <laughs> yes. I I purged a lot of stuff. So like you know, medical supplies, like those can go. I'm not a doctor. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need a bone saw. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah I yeah. won't be
2: using it for anything productive. Yeah. Goodbye, bone <laughs> saw. Like, you know, so things like that. So I, I really just got rid of like most of my collection and then I was kind of sad because I didn't have anything that I was looking for at the swap meet anymore. I was like, mm. <laughs> Like I would go with my ex and he would be like, cars, cars, cars. And I'd be like, Nothing, I guess.
0: Like Winifred Sanderson when she's looking out the window for her book.
2: Yeah. Yes. Like (laughs) like, you (laughs) walking around the slot. (laughs) Yeah, it was it was super sad. So I was like, Well, I'm into this elephant. I'm gonna Google him and see what else there is out there. And uh there wasn't much. There was like Allie Willis posted something in her blog about it. And there were like a few people on Flickr. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty much it. And so I just was like, I'm going to find these. So I looked them up on eBay. And back then, they cost nothing.
0: Yeah. They were not comfortable yet.
2: I mean, I thought they were, but well, I mean, uh, there wasn't retail wise. There was a very small market back then. Yeah. 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 So it was like me. A few Japanese girls, a few girls from Australia, and then a few girls from America. And we all knew each other on Flickr. Oh, I love that. Like, the community was so small. Yeah, it was tiny. And um, I would look on eBay and be like, oh, what? Like, look at this crazy, maybe a sheep? (laughs) Who knows what that is? I love it. You know, and, oh, like, there's a weird fish with a bow and it's thin hair. That's weird. Like, everything about them, they were right up into a point, And then they were so wrong that I was like, I need to own all this. <laughs> Every single one is great and amazing. And I really dove in. And I wasn't buying a lot on eBay, but I was more aware mm. when I would go to the swap meets and be like, oh, like looking for a poodle like come on poodle like that <laughs> i call it like swap meet roulette where you go and you're like, oh is this gonna be the one like come on seven. Ah, oh, me guys like <laughs> right
0: and so it, um yeah when something comes onto your radar like that too it's you're like you are it's like just added to your list of what you scan for and even like once yeah. after i started talking to you i went to an estate sale And there were rubber squeak toys in the basement. And I would have never paid them any attention before this. But I took a picture and I said it to her. And I was like, is this of any importance? (laughs) And they were super cheap. I could have gone back and got them. But I'll let you collect the squeak toys. No, they were not Mobilies.
2: So, yeah. So, it was just like, it started really organically. Like, I feel, look, I... Fully admit I'm a like swap meet snob I'm a collecting like purist in the sense of like I think you should get up at 6 in the morning and find it yourself like ugh. ebay mm-hmm. has made everything so much easier which is nice when you're looking to complete a collection but like I don't know, maybe I've just like romanticized trash and like that's
1: who I am now. No, because you get a giddy feeling when you find something that mm-hmm. you didn't know. In you the wild. Yeah, <laughs> in the mm-hmm. wild. Exactly. Yes. I am the same way because I, I get excited when I find like a dirty dish that nobody wanted.
0: And people, you know, it's like the last day of the sale, you know, you're there to shop the deals. And when you hit that jackpot, it, it validates oh. the entire experience and, like, we grew up, you know, like, we had the garage sale, like, you get up at the butt crack of dawn, in the car, yeah. you have your route, we're not fucking around. Yeah. And Jill and I are still that way when we go and shop together. We are, like, take the rest of the day off work, we leave, we stand in line. Yeah. We're not here to fuck around. And I feel Wait, like if you... That's, like,
2: that's what I mean by, like, a purist, like, mm. in the sense of, like, I would... <laughs> I would never get to a swap meet at like eight. Ugh. <laughs> oh, the crackers <treasures> are gone. <laughs> like,
0: right. You know, I, it's not even worth I going. Yeah. yeah.
2: Go back to bed. No, but, because by nine o'clock I'm done and it's not hot and I'm mm-hmm. happy to be back home.
0: Yeah. Cause any type of yard sale or outside sale only runs by temperature, not time. That's yeah. true. It's so true. you start early and it's kind of cold. You need a cup of coffee. And then by like 11 o'clock, you're like, wow, fuck this. The dishes are hot. Everything is hot. Yeah. We're out. I'm hot. Yeah. Yeah. And when I'm hot, I'm not nice to
2: anybody. I am the worst when I'm hot. Like, I don't get hangry, but I turn into like a monster to where everyone is my enemy. Nothing can make me happy. And once I get there, it's like, just put her in front of a fan and let her cool down. Like she grouchy mommy.
0: Yeah. 100. When I was pregnant, I was so hot and like people would like want to touch me and I'm like, just, I will break your hands from your body. I am running uh-huh. at 3000 degrees right now. And I was just constantly wet when I was pregnant, constantly sweating. But yeah, I was, I was just like, and people would be like, oh my God, are you hot? And I'm like, no, Barbara, I'm just growing a fucking baby. And doing your hair. Yes, I'm hot. See, and I'm not that way.
1: I, the hotter, the better. Jill is a
0: lizard. I am. Ugh, I literally am.
1: So and, is my
2: husband. I just love
1: it All so of my much. best
2: friends are lizard people, and I'm just, I yeah. don't know how you do
1: it. Like, my whole family's done but as soon as
0: it hits 80, and I'm like, nah, it's just getting good. I'm like, go to the fucking
1: oh, car. I'll do this myself.
0: God. Yeah, Dustin will take a lawn chair and go out to the middle of the yard. And sit, and then he's just...
1: Oh, yeah. Ethan has found me asleep in a lounge chair in the middle of
0: the heat. It's my nightmare. That is my nightmare.
2: I would, <laughs> I would probably die. Yeah. There's no other... Or I would murder someone. Like... <laughs> if you
0: catch me out in a heat wave, I've lost my mind. I, you know, my husband's like, how are
1: you
2: not burnt? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm half Hawaiian. We just soak it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we were of lava.
2: On more than one occasion... And this is like not something I'm proud of. And it doesn't make me look, you know, as smart as I hope I am. <laughs> but on more than one occasion, have I turned our heater down to like 40? Mm-hmm. And then yelled about the air conditioner not working. <laughs> because we don't have one. <laughs>
0: we haven't, when you come and visit you, we have an air conditioner. And you and I can oh, sit and be chilly together. I'll it. be outside in the sun. Be mm-hmm. like, how's it going over there, guys? And be in the greenhouse. <laughs> Joe, go to the greenhouse and warm Ugh. up <laughs> now.
2: Two? No, I can't. Yeah,
0: it's-
2: yeah, well, and like you know, Rose Bowl gets so hot because it's um, it's on the blacktop because it's uh, you know, it'll get like a hundred and ten out in Pasadena, and I'm already like, that's not a number that should exist on a thermometer at all. Not even, at all. Ever. Jill's <laughs> but just then you're on blacktop, <sighs> and you're trying to look for treasures. Like there is. I just want to apologize to everyone I have ever met at a swap meet in the summertime. Like I'm eternally sorry for my beat. <laughs> don't come
0: up to me. Don't come up to me right now. It's
2: not my fault. I was hot and I probably hadn't had an espresso in like an hour or so.
0: <laughs> but You got to get out of my face. So did you, so you started to go and look for these, the, the Mobleys at swap meets. When, yeah,
2: and you know, I would see them on eBay, but like, I don't, think i bought one yet
0: like from eBay. i found
2: most of my yeah like most of my first ones that like i mean even though they're hammered like those are still the ones that i have in my collection even though i've sold ones that were in better condition mm-hmm. i'm like no you were, you are the originals right. you live here forever this right. is your home
0: because it's all about the story that's connected to the piece that you have and not yeah. the value It's what we're finding yeah, out again every- like every episode.
2: I'm more romantic than I care to admit and I'm more I care more about like the feelings behind a piece mm-hmm. than I do about the condition.
0: Yeah. That's where I sit with 95% of the stuff that's in my house. Like I have no problem getting rid of like commercial furniture and different things like that. But if I have something that's like from my childhood that like my mom made or whatever, it's never leaving my collection because of just all that shit that's tied to it. I'm way too sentimental. Wait. Well, and you have the coolest connection to the Mobleys because you, you were a collector and then you started to do your research and then you Mm -hmm. found some information about him.
2: So, so the way it happened was it was, it's insane. Like it was all like a chain of events. So if one thing hadn't happened, None of this would be, which is just like, again, like so romantic. Oh, yeah. If it wasn't, I don't know what's going on with me today. I'm really feeling all the feelings today. (laughs) I love it. Me too. (laughs) Which I usually don't. So (laughs) you're getting like a very smushy version of me today.
1: I love it. It's okay. um,
2: So I had my baby, and then I got Mirsa in the hospital. Um,
0: Jill's a nurse.
2: So, yeah. I didn't know how serious it was. I was giggling the whole time and threatening to lick people. I didn't realize. Oh I know <laughs> like, everyone's in biohazard suits and like Susan, as soon as they'd walk in, I go, suck my funny!" Like, don't. And now you're the kind I'm of like, oh, patient don't. we
1: want to hit upside the head. <laughs> Knock that off.
2: Yeah, it was, and then while I was still in the hospital with MRSA, they found out that I needed heart surgery mm. because, like. No one will out-goth me. I have rheumatic fever. Oh, my hell. (laughs) Which nobody has at our age.
0: Um, Oh, oh, I lost your camera. But Kate was full on, like, having a moment over that. Because she is a true-born goth of the first of her kind. And she is in love with that. Not that you had rheumatic fever, but...
2: It's very, very hooky-spooky. So I had heart surgery. And then I was stuck in bed for, like, what felt like 8 million years. Mm-hmm. And um, I had nothing to do. And I'm very, like, busy all the time. Like, I need to be doing something. I need to be going somewhere. I need to be on it. Like, mm-hmm. I can't just sit and exist.
0: <laughs>
2: you know, even when we jumped on our Zoom, you were like, what are you doing? I was like, fidgety. <laughs> like, <I'm laughs> no, just... Okay. So I um Googled Edward Mobley. And I saw everything that there ever was on the internet at the time about him. And I was like, but where is this guy? Mm -hmm. Like, people this talented don't just, like, fall off the face of the earth and go away forever. That's a horrible thought. Yeah. So, Google, 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 (laughs) Google. I mean, (laughs) you don't want to be my ex-boyfriend. Like, I will find out everything about you. So, I ended up finding a phone number and an address in Ohio and was like, hmm, I think this is the one. And so I, like a crazy, like I'm just the ultimate fan girl. So like a crazy person, <laughs> I took photos of my collection. Like, see, <laughs> I'm not crazy. It's the most insane thing you can do. <laughs> like, And I mailed them to oh. them with like a little letter that was like, I don't know who you are, but like, if this makes any sense to you, please contact me. I love, I love Edward Mobley (laughs) and maybe that's you, but if it's (laughs) not, sorry for this weird letter (laughs) and included the photo. House
0: goes up (laughs) for sale. They're like, we're out of (laughs) here.
2: Exactly. So I didn't hear anything back and I was pretty hurt. I'm not going to lie. I was really sad. And, um, so then I called them to make because you got to make sure they got (laughs) your crazy pants letter
0: yeah yeah
2: with you have to follow through yeah how could they not want to talk to their stalker (laughs) i don't see the problem yet so um they didn't answer and i was i still am very good friends with um this woman ashley who's on instagram ash automaton she makes like very sweet dresses or whatever she's vintage and she has every Rushton ever. She's incredible. I'll have to look it up. And so I would text Ashley and I'd be like, I have a phone number, but like nobody's answering. And she'd be like, Who cares? Call him again. And I'm like, Oh, I don't think he wants to talk to me. We love like, an instigator as a friend. <laughs> she is the best enabler I've ever had. And so she's like, Oh, who cares? Call him again. Like at some point, they're going to answer to tell you F off. Like, stop. They're calling not. Us. <laughs> stop
1: calling click, <laughs> like you're gonna get somewhere. something you're gonna get something
2: yeah so i um kept calling i called for like two or three years oh you went you went Lord, for it you went all the way all for in. it ladies i called once a month for two or three years yes
0: like, we love a, a committed person, fan you know. <laughs> And they're just like, Jesus Christ, our know, dad just made
2: squeak toys. They had
1: the they had the number on there, so what else are you supposed to do?
0: Okay,
2: well, also I found the phone number from an obituary. So <gasps> um, You my kind of gal. Yeah. But that is I like didn't come across it in the Yeah. So <laughs> How okay.
0: So, did they put his phone number in his obituary? Uh,
2: no, 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 it wasn't someone else's obituary. <laughs> So but it was like, oh, contact the family for a funeral arrangements. And I was like, okay, I'm not uh, gonna contact you about that. But I do have a okay, weird like, question. Squeak toys? No? Okay.
0: Do you does the <laughs> s- squeak, does this sound mean anything to you? <laughs> and <it's> like, <laughs>
2: no, no, I was leaving these like really uncomfortable voicemails that sounded like like, hey, you're my dad, you know? No, they were like, Hey, I don't know if um, The company Aero Rubber and Plastics means anything to you or Sun Rubber, but if it does, please call me back. And they didn't call back, which I should have taken as a hint to like buy, but I didn't because I'm... Well, especially if they're they're not...
0: Well, this... Okay. Disclaimer. (laughs) Don't do this. But
2: it's also like if
0: you're, you know, if you're after a certain bit of information and it's, you know, public business knowledge...
1: I mean, it's not, I'm sure it you're wasn't, not the first one it to wasn't do something like this. For
2: sure. like no. if, I think I overanalyzed what I did because I talked to the family obviously since then and they, they just thought it was weird. They, they honestly thought that I was like a scammer trying to get like credit card information about their dad. Oh, well, yeah. Funny.
0: Which
2: and I, I was like, well, that's way more sane than what i was doing and probably more lucrative to be honest with you but that's not what i did
0: so when you finally so, got a hold of somebody
2: okay so he made the mistake of answering the phone okay so i can remember that day so clearly Ashley, i was on the phone with ashley and she was like hang up with me right now and call them <laughs> and i was like okay and so i hung up and then i called the number and i was like stupid voice mail again whatever and uh instead it was like hello and i was like ah
1: <laughs> <laughs> you were like, mentally preparing that voicemail and then it's <laughs> yeah, so just I, repeating yeah, no, it I,
2: hello and i was like ah, crap like this is oh no okay um make your words work <laughs> so i you know i just told him like my name is kate i've been trying to contact you and he's like no no i know <laughs> i got the letter i got the voicemail what do you want oh shit! and i was like i just want to talk about your dad and i was like you know i is he still alive? And he was like, no. And I was like, fuck. Of course not. Tch, Damn it, like, I, it's so weird to like mourn the death of someone that you never met mm-hmm. or never met. It's really bizarre. And I was like, oh, like what? My squeak toy pop pop. Like I didn't even know. <laughs> and so, um, that was like really like a loss for me, mm-hmm. even though it shouldn't have been. Cause like it's your dad. And, um, so anyways, we just talked about his dad. We talked for like three hours and I wrote down everything. Like, a psycho, because I was like, I'm gonna make a book about this man. He's amazing. He's the best man to ever exist. I love him. Like, he is my everything. Right, 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 right. right, right. right. So I took all these insane notes, you know, like you do. And uh, at the very end of our conversation, I was like, kind of just hoping at most for like catalog, because those are like a flat fold, and you can like pop them away, and nobody cares. Yeah. So I was like, by any weird chance, do you happen to have any of your dad's? And he was like, oh, yeah, I've got a whole storage unit full. And my little squeaky heart went, <laughs> what?
0: Give it all to me.
2: <laughs> like, I turned into like, a big monster. Yeah, a-
0: Give me it now. So,
2: um, yeah, it was like instant panic where you just like, why don't I live in Ohio? Mm. How can I get to Ohio in 30 minutes? Like, <laughs> I need to be at this man's house right now. So, we, okay, so on that phone call, I asked if I could fly out and buy some stuff. And he was like, Well, you can fly out and see it. And I was like, If I touch it, it's mine. Right. So I said, okay, like on that phone call and picked a day to fly out. Like we organized everything that day. Wow. Um, we flew out in July no August and it was magical. It was like we got to their house and like he had some stuff in the garage that was really cool, like hand painted pieces and like really interesting things to look at. And like it was beautiful. And he was like, Tomorrow we're going to go to the storage unit. And I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, for like the two months before I flew out, he wouldn't send me pictures of anything.
0: So you were going in completely oh. blind.
2: Blind. He just said, We have a storage unit. And I was like, Can you tell me how? big it is and he was like no oh man this is how
0: most murder stories start yeah this is how every murder story starts (laughs) Yeah,
2: and i was like why did she die well she was had an obsession with squeak toys (laughs) how did kate get murdered i mean i wouldn't be surprised if that's how i died so- it would kind of all make sense. She survived heart surgery. She survived her mass fever. She likes sweet toys. She got murdered. Like-
0: <laughs> so the next day you guys went out to this storage unit.
2: So we go out to the storage unit and it is amazing. He was pulling out original boxes from the Arrow factory filled with toys still in their boxes. So like, yeah, oh like my God. original boxes of toys in their original boxes, like. And did you just, like, have a seizure
0: on the ground of excitement? Because I would have.
2: Yeah. Like, I was so, it was great. It was so hot, too. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, like, amazing. Everything he pulled out was, like, and then here's another box of amazing. And, like, to see prototypes and see, you know, the copper molds from the factory and, like, everything. It was just I, I can't even. I can't even put into words like how good it was. It's like every collector's dream yeah, to be like, yeah. and then here's every piece ever, and you're like, oh damn, that is every piece ever.
0: Well, and to not just have like him pull all the toys out, but all the molds that made those toys. Like it was essentially him, and, like
2: the wax sculptures yeah. that he did mm. to create the mold. Like everything. Because it was, Cause it was essentially
0: say... his studio, right? That had got put into this.
2: Yeah. So when he. When he died, they took his whole entire studio and just boxed up and put it in the storage. It was, it was amazing. But but still remember, I can't buy anything, right? I know. So he was like, but nothing's for sale. So here's everything you've ever fallen in love with. Oh my God. And so I, the reason I went out there with my kid's dad is we're very good friends. He and I are very close. But he's also like six one and like, but <laughs> like, he is like a wall of a man. Like he's just like, and he's very tattooed, like very heavily tattooed. So he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So
0: I and just, then like, there's and I you like, him, this so, like, tiny, <laughs> I know. gothic thing fairy standing next to him, going,
2: "Yes, <laughs> this is my." This hey, <laughs> is very much the one where it's like you can deal with me, but if you have to deal with him, nobody wants that. No. Like. <laughs> and so i bought him and like he he and i have been very close for so many years that he can read me like a book so when he said when when the mobley said this isn't for sale he saw like me so sad
0: yeah that yeah. defeat also, oh, yeah, I out there
2: he was joking the whole time that they weren't going to sell me anything and he was like what if this is just a weird elaborate catfish and i was like but why like that's not <laughs> yeah. even why people catfish like that's insane but yes when he said that wasn't for sale he like saw my heart fall into my butthole and be like (laughs) right devastating so he did the swap meet thing where he like whispered in my ear and he's like make a pile and i was like okay i i can make a pile and he's like but don't get greedy don't make it weird just make it the stuff that if you don't go home with this you will die and i was like okay like that i can do so i just started making a pile of things that like. If they didn't come home with me, I would die of heartbreak. Yeah. Hmm. So I made this pile. What was and in that pile? Starting to put What'd you a, put? Just in? a bunch of crazy stuff. <laughs> like um, you know, like a a sheep that was still in its box that I thought was so beautiful and like a lot of things in their original packaging and then like hmm. a few prototypes that like I'll never see again.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Like they were never produced and just incredible and weird and wonderful. So and then like a few Weird color variant. So, um, so we have this pile, and he pulled everything out of the garage just to show me and then put it all back. <gasps> and I was like, oh, don't put it back. Like, give it to me. Okay. But so we're putting everything back in the garage, in the storage. And, um, hey, um, about this pile, we're going to take this with us. How much will that cost? And so he gives us the price, and i don't have a choice so i okay so he won't let me buy anything two months later he agrees to sell everything and i'm back on a plane to ohio because now he's decided to sell me everything and i fly out and i have a pod shipped to their house like i must have been so annoying to this poor family like they're just so midwestern and so sweet i don't deserve them
0: (laughs) But I mean, they probably, they saw your adoration. So they were like, if the dad's collection is going to be safe with anybody.
2: That's what they said was like, you're, you're the one that it needs to go home with. And I was like, "Mm -hmm, that's me. You're like, I've been telling you this the whole time. I'm like, "Forever," I sent you pictures like a weirdo. (laughs) So So we load everything into a pod. It ended up being like 270 boxes. Of Squeak Toys. Wow. Prototypes. Whoa. Then that doesn't include the copper molds for everything ever. And that doesn't include the wax sculptures that he did. Holy crap. It was so much stuff. And, like, it was sad. And, like, towards the end, like, when things started getting boxed up, like, the family members were like, oh, can I have this one thing? And I was like, of course. Like, take whatever you want. Like, yeah, of right. Of course. Like you can take whatever you want as long as I get most of it. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So yeah. So they, we packed everything up and put it in a pod and put the padlock on and shipped it back to California. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like this pod is going to fall off a truck and it's going to burn down. And like all of my dreams are going up in flames. There's no way this could happen. Now was
0: your plan when you bought all of it, was it to start making them or were you just like, I can't no, walk away from just this to collection? put them on Etsy. Okay. Okay. okay.
2: Yeah. And so we're filling out the bill of sale and at the bottom, as like a caveat, I'm like, can we just add in that I have the rights to reproduction mm. and that I essentially own the company? And he was like, Yeah, no problem. That was, was, like, oh my that was <laughs> smart.
1: Super smart.
2: That was like the end there. I mean, I still follow them on Instagram and we still talk and like they're very sweet. Like I love all of them. So then we get home and my plan is just like list everything on etsy all of it so i hired my girlfriend's little sister to help me and like tracy is still to this day like one of my favorite people like she's like an old war buddy <laughs> like oh. cuz a lot of the stuff was like wrapped in tissue from the 60s wow. like tissue tissue oh my gosh so when you pull that out it just goes like a dandelion and just wow. yeah. so she and i have like been through it. Like <laughs> it was all over my house. It was disgusting.
0: Well, so, it hadn't I mean, yeah, nobody all,
2: had touched it for
0: such a long time.
2: No. I mean, they they moved they moved his studio 10 years before I came along. Wow, 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 wow. So, you know, nothing had been they just wrapped everything up and called it a day, but even before that, like the wax molds and stuff he wrapped up, you know, so we unwrapped like newspaper from like 1977. Like it was just wild.
0: How long were the original, like the Mobley squeaks in production?
2: Um, his work, I, I believe it was from like 55 to 67. Wow. And then there was like a falling out with arrow rubber and plastic. They said you work exclusively for us or you don't work with us at all. And he basically was like, then I don't work with you at all. Wow. And he went down to the factory cause it was fairly close to their house at the time. And, um, Took everything. So that's why he has like the copper mold. That's why he had all these toys and boxes. Like anything with his name on it, he just packed up into a truck and was like, boop,
0: bye. Yeah. Cause he was like, with you, you're doing it with me or not at all.
2: Yeah. So I mean, he was just like a badass. Like, I love that. It, that takes so, so much guts and like so much faith in yourself and your work mm-hmm. to be like, okay, like I believe in me. Yeah. I don't need to work with you. There are plenty of other people that want to work with me. Bye. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm sure he didn't say it like that, but I hope he did. <laughs> Bye, bitches. Peace. Bye. Bye. So, yeah, so it's, like, really insane. So Tracy and I unpacked all these boxes, and, like, the way we originally sorted it was, like, everything had a, because I'm really hyper-organized, so, like, everything had to have a home. We had a box of fish. We had, or, like, sea animals, we called it. So uh-huh. it was, like, there was a box of fish, pelicans, ducks, like, anything that would go water-related mm-hmm. in this box. Disney in this box. Hanna-Barbera in this box. Like, this is our dog box. This is our cat box. This is our farm animal box. This is our circus animal box. Like, I just needed to organize everything that made sense to me because otherwise selling things would have been a nightmare to find it once someone buys it, you know?
0: That sounds so overwhelming. So overwhelming. It was
2: insane. Also, mind you, at this point, I had a two-year-old. Oh, fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. So when did you make that leap from listing stuff on Etsy to selling your reproductions in a sense?
2: So I had a girlfriend that was working at a place here in Orange, California. And um, what they do is they do like a lot of designer toys. Mm-hmm. So like I was talking to her about it and I was like, I kind of want to make them, but like, I don't know, Like what if nobody likes them? Because like at this point, all I knew still was Flickr. So I knew there was like, you know, 12 people that liked them, but that's not enough to start a business. Like right, right. 12 people can like anything, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I was like really apprehensive. And then, um, one of my friends from Flickr, Mab Graves, bought a few of my like original squeaks from his collection. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she, she sent me a message or I sent her a message. I can't remember her. So look. Like, she probably messaged me. She was like, hey, like, I love these. Da da, da 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 And I was like, well, fun fact, I also own the rights to them. Oh, fuck. And I want to make them, but I'm scared. And she was like, specifically this dino kitty. She'd already been working on them. Dino kitties had like already been a thing in her beautiful little brain.
0: I love Mab Graves. Her art is incredible. That's how I found out about Everything you about was her. through her stuff.
2: That's how most people have found me is because of Mab. And, um, I'm so grateful for her and like our relationship. And I just, I miss her desperately right now. Cause we're supposed to be hanging out this weekend, mm-hmm. like in theory, but no one's hanging out with anyone. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like this weekend was supposed to be Mercado. So <sighs> Bad. So Mab was like, Oh, well I want to make fit. And I was like, cool. I have a factory that does that. Like I've got everything. Wow. I just need someone to believe in me. And it happened to be her. So we made the dino kitties and I made the, the sunny bear. Mm-hmm. and there were many a joke because it was right before Mercado and we were joking. We're like, well, maybe it will just be you and I sitting on a street corner selling resin dino kitties. Like, and that could happen. And we have failed as humans. It's fine. But like, that didn't happen obviously. Cause she's super talented and like everything she does is amazing and incredible. And, uh, yeah, like we made, I think 25 the first round. Wow. And they sold out like
0: immediately. Yeah, I was like, that was yeah, not enough. I remember that.
2: Yeah. And she was like, girl, you've got a thing. And I was like, this could be a thing. And so I made the bears and I, I took her booth at designer con that year because she was very, very sick. And that was like the, the only designer con she's ever flaked out on. And I don't mean flaked that on like she had a medical reason. Like yeah,
0: yeah, it was not a yeah. intentional flake.
2: But no, 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 I don't, I don't mean it that way at no. all. But <laughs> it was the only designer con that she said she would attend that she didn't. And so she was like, "Do you want my booth?" And I was like, "Yeah, like I'll take it." So I brought my bears to Designer Con, and they were really welcomed, and people loved them. And I'm like still kind of in shock that people like them. Like every time I do something, I'm like, "Are you guys gonna like this??" You should.
0: They're adorable. Don't doubt yourself. You really, you really have a oh. great eye for what you do. Really. So you had that table. You're, I'm and you're like,
2: oh, Missy. I'm like, ah. Well, it's
0: incredible. And every person yeah. I've shown like your stuff to in, the, in leading up to this interview and like my older clients, they're like, oh, my God, somebody's still making these. And then I see them go through this whole like memory scan to their childhood. Yeah. And now you're creating that for more
2: children. Hopefully for babies. Yeah. Now they're still, they're still out of resin for now. And like, you know, they're the price point that they have to be at is not feasible for you to spend on a child. (laughs) Right. I mean, maybe something like not my child, but you know, it's just eventually I would love to bring them back for kids. Mm -hmm. Like ideally that's what would happen. And like, somebody would be like, oh, here's $200,000. Do this now. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do you this know? right and I now. Could bring back. Cause they are so inventive. Like they, um, they're made of an all natural vinyl instead of being made out like that original rubber. Mm-hmm. And they're painted with like a food grade paint. Oh,
0: so if a kid gets it in their he mouth, he had
2: this brilliant idea that babies shouldn't be chewing on lead. She was yeah. like, you know,
0: Great job, Ed. maybe Great job. you don't
2: put that in your mouth so much. <laughs>
0: Bad for business, let's not do that,
2: yeah, so like everything he did was like the whole reason he made rubber or vinyl toys was because they were like sanitary, so you could put them in the wash, uh-huh, you know, yeah, and they wouldn't they wouldn't hold bugs, they wouldn't hold mildew, they wouldn't hold like all the bits and bobs that come with a stuffed animal, sure
0: he's like way ahead of his but time they'll
2: have the appeal of a stuffed animal, and I'm like. You
0: were a genius. Is that why he has the fabric ears? Did he keep that for like the
2: tactile
0: blanket response Mm -hmm. for
2: kids? Yeah. So they're supposed to be like a full tactile experience. So like that's why their eyes blink. That's why they squeak. That's why they're squishy. Wow. That's awesome. Like everything about them was supposed to be like a way to keep toddlers entertained. Incredible. And they still keep me entertained all day.
0: And you, and from what I was seeing on your stuff is you hand- do you hand paint all of them?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm still I'm learning how to airbrush, but I'm not good at it. Uh-huh. No, it's gonna take a lot more practice. Yeah, this. So yeah, I'm still sitting there like hand painting with enamel paint. Oh my hell! But so again, don't put them in your mouth.
0: <laughs> don't eat these <laughs> don't. ones. These are not.
2: Don't eat these ones. These aren't. These aren't edible.
0: Well, yeah, because right now, I mean, it's the it's the literal collectors that are after. The, what yeah. you're making and I think it's incredible and you make a range of sizes like you make the bigger ones and then you have the miniature moblings that are adorable.
2: Do you I have-, have standard which is like the sunny bear mm-hmm. which he's 11 inches and then I have midis that are 3 inches tall cute, and then I have minis that are an inch and a half tall yes. and then I have micros that are half an inch tall. And you're hand painting all of them? <laughs> No, no, no. I don't, I don't oh, hand microphone. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I was going to say, but holy else I paint.
0: Like, that makes my eyes hurt. <laughs> Thinking about trying to paint the, half an inch.
2: They're not that hard to paint for me. I don't, I mean, that sounded awful. Cut that up That was
0: terrible. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I get what you're saying. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it comes yeah, natural to you.
2: Also, because, like, I shrunk. So, like, I already had a feeling for what I was doing mm. at three inches. And then I had a feeling for what I was doing at an inch and a half. And then I had a feeling for what I was doing at two centimeters whatever wow that's incredible so i already have like that the rhythm down
0: yeah you already had it figured out do you have other plans for like what you want to do in the future with these outside of
2: mass production no, no i don't have any plans ever like i'm probably the worst business person on the planet i'm like i don't know like i just wake up in the morning i'm like i'm gonna do that today bye well,
0: no, like, I, think, I, I think that's great because really if you lead with your heart in what you're doing for anything for a living or being a friend or a parent, like I think you're doing it honestly and correctly versus, I don't know, maybe I'm a bad business person too. Then the, the, the money aspect I guess should be your last worry in business. If it's something you really that, truly love to do. Exactly.
2: See, that's the thing is I don't, I, ne- I never thought money first. Mm-hmm. I've never been like, what would make a dollar? I have like an alter ego that I call my business pig and that's like his responsibility. He's super grumpy and he just goes, business, business, business. Oh, I need but a business like, pig. You can steal mine. Yeah. Okay. It's like when you have to do the grown up side of the business and you you have to put your business pig on and go.
0: Business business. business. <laughs> Mine's gonna be a business. Tracy, hold my calls. Like Trancy, yeah, like hold my, my calls. business is really bad. <laughs> yeah, like he's
2: awful.
0: I wanted to talk about a couple of other things in your personal collection too, because when we spoke on the phone that night, I was like, oh my God. And I want other people to hear about it because it's something you don't think about collecting. And it's your celebrity obituaries. Oh, I
2: love them. I... They're like my, that's my favorite thing in the world.
0: When did okay? So when did that start for you? When did you get your first one?
2: Um, so as long as I can remember, I've had this like really deep love for Fay Ray. Uh huh. Her screen in King Kong is so perfect. It is the most perfect scream that anyone has ever screamed, ever. And I've just I really love Fay Ray. Like Vampire Bat. Like everything about her. I just thought she was like the most glamorous. Like, oh, I just loved her. And um, and so when she died, I like remember coming down for breakfast in high school, and my mom had cut out her obituary and like left it where I eat. And I was, mom, <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, you I was go, honey. Super sad. And so I just like took it and I put it in a frame and I like hung it in my weird punk bedroom, you know. And then who died after that? I can't remember, then somebody else that I, like, died, and I was, like, my mom cut that obituary out and, like, left it at the table, and I was, like, oh, I guess I have a collection now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, most of my obituaries, my mom cut out for me, and then, you know, like, people would die, and i would call her from New York or whatever, and, mom, mom, I need this. Cut it out of the paper for me. So, yeah, because she, she still got the newspaper, so she would cut out, like, all of the celebrity obituaries from the New York Times, or oh. from, LA that's very cool and then I love
0: when them. we were talking yeah, on the phone she was showing me like it's a whole wall yeah i remember showing the picture of, of framed, framed like, obituaries that's awesome and then more.
2: yeah i have a ton like i have all of the ramones i've got bowie prince <laughs> bowie prince um uh, roy orbison It's Mm -hmm. just—it's one of those collections. Oh, Johnny Cash and June Carter, like uh, just people that I like. Like they don't even have to be like I don't have Michael Jackson. Yeah, I mean I do, but it's in a box. I'm like I'm not putting you on the wall. Sorry, Michael, you lost that privilege. (laughs) Well, sorry, MJ. (laughs) It's one of those
0: collections where it doesn't cost you anything to collect it.
2: No. Yeah. And you'd be surprised at how willing, especially grandmas, are. To cut out obituaries for you. Oh,
0: God. I got to add it to our list. Do we need to get a fleet of grandmas to cut obituaries out for the show? I
2: love it. Yeah. Like, my my friend's mom cuts obituaries out for me now because she still gets the New York Times. So, like, she just recently had to get Tooth in the tells for me. Like, Tooth died. Yeah. And I was like, I need it. And she was like, I got it. Like, <laughs> right. It just, like, gives them a little oh, task. It I love it. takes no effort. Yeah. You know, it's cheap. Cheap of a Hang it up, yeah, yeah. Like that's one thing that I want to switch in my room is like I I feel like I'm in a position in life now where like my frames in my obituaries don't have to be from the Dollar Tree anymore. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we can afford those nice Target frames.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's go. We got to go uh, to the Upper East Side of Target
2: to get these yeah. frames for you a know. minute, please. I mean, I I have recently been keeping an eye out at thrift stores and stuff and getting like nicer frames for them, but. Ugh then you have to like take them off the wall and the frame doesn't fit and then
0: you have to to reorganize everybody and uh. no thank you
2: so like Mm -hmm. I did that for Bowie obviously like when Bowie died I was like he needs to be in the middle in a bright yellow frame surrounded by an altar of candles and sadness
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much because really yeah we got a
2: little dramatic when Bowie died
0: yeah, um, uh, if you've listened to the show long enough, you've heard my traumatic Bowie story too. If not, go back to Donnie's episode yeah. 7, 6, and uh, you can hear for yourself the trauma. I think I told you about it when we were on the phone.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we, we, did,
2: we shared our Bowie trauma.
0: God damn it. So how can people find your work? Before we do our little estate sale walkthrough, where do people find your stuff?
2: Oh, plug it, plug it, plug it. I'm on Instagram at bittersweet on Etsy at
0: Bitter Squeaks. We, and we'll link everything on our website and in the Instagram. We'll have all that linked for you. Because it is it is so incredible. Like I hope so that people are looking them. you up while we're they're listening. Because when I first stumbled across your stuff, I was like, this is literal sunshine. It's just gorgeous. I know. People
1: ask me, like, who are you interviewing? And I told them. I'm like, go look at her Instagram. They're like, oh, my God. Yeah. And
2: I'm
0: like, I know. I know.
2: They really do have this bizarre ability to like instantly make people fall in love. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, they're They're so charming.
2: And what's cool is like, not everybody has a favorite. Like, I mean, obviously, Raja the Elephant is the best. Like, (laughs) pig feet, dog ears, maybe an elephant nose.
0: (laughs) No, it's a stretched fettuccine noodle. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like, he's incredible. (laughs) but yeah everyone's got a different favorite so they'll look at them and they'll be like oh like there's one specifically that i don't like
0: which is which one
2: at all i think he's ugly and dumb and i hate him who is it (laughs) his name is buster he's a bear he's wearing a yellow jacket he sounds great
0: he's a stupid bitch
2: get him out of here a lot of people love him he is i just don't i don't know if like he did something to me in a past life i don't know he's done you wrong (laughs) he's like he's done like he's done something and there's nothing he's never done anything to me i don't but i like look at him and go "Ugh, yeah get out of here
0: oh i guess i'll show you my buster tattoo (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> it has been joked about that i should get a buster tattoo like that with the, much, like I'm the like, circle
0: with the, with the, cross, the red line Kristen now. Like, yeah. no
2: Buster, no busters no like yeah and even he like i mean there are people that love him they're like you hate him i'm like he's the worst
0: <laughs> get him out of here but
2: but they you know and i think that's what's magical is that like not every single person Is drawn to the same one. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah.
0: That's what's incredible about collecting in general.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we talked about that with like Mm -hmm. how, I mean, these were worth nothing when I started. Like, nobody wanted them. Right. And now, what they're bringing on eBay, I'm just like, I couldn't afford to start a collection right now. It's too rich for my blood, too.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's it's too rich for my blood. It's really good for you, though, business wise.
2: (laughs) I mean, I try to keep my prices, I haven't raised my prices. Since I brought everything back from Ohio good
0: for you So like as long as it's working for you
2: and then you know what like I want I want everyone who wants to be a part of like How would you say it like the squeak toy community? You don't love that mm-hmm. um, but like whatever you would call that like I want everyone that feels a connection to them to be able to own one mm-hmm. To be able to yeah. have a relationship with that with him with his work with these magical little animals that like even before you owned it it brought joy to someone right and i think right. that's what's so special about vintage in general is that before it brought you joy it was somebody else's joy yeah right
1: yeah and that's so
0: that's the,
2: that's the so, best part of it
1: yeah for sure
2: i mean the same goes for like that thing you see in the thrift store and you're like wait somebody bought this new
0: yeah and you're like hey, i don't know i want to see <laughs> you're that like, this. that's what people see when they buy like shit that i'm <laughs> buying
2: <laughs> the fuck are they gonna put this yeah when we go thrifting we play a game called i found it and so she and I will go around the thrift store separately. And like now it's fine because she's nine and I can, if I call her, she's like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, so, mm-hmm. but we play this game called I Found It and we go around the thrift store and we try to find the weirdest thing in the thrift store. That's I awesome. love this. And then we find each other and show each other what we found. Like, you know, here, I found a peacock made of seashells, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or like, here, I found a shirt with a bunny eating a taco. That's ridiculous. Bunnies don't eat tacos. Oh my God.
0: I love it. I got to do this game now. <laughs> I know.
2: <laughs> oh, it's so fun. It's, it's fun to play with your friends that like don't really like surfing. Right. To engage them
0: in why it's so great. Because
2: mm-hmm. like to be friends with me, you've got to love trash.
0: You have yeah. to. Well, that's a given. We're
2: not going to be friends if you don't love to go junking. No. Nope. Yeah.
0: And speaking of junking, today we're going to be stomping around in your little sleepy beach town. In our estate sale walkthrough, but we're going to be hitting up some sales. We're not going to one, we're going oh. to a couple. Okay. <sighs> I
1: hate this game so much.
0: We're just, we're trying to hit as My. many as we can. Okay. We got our map figured out. We are highly caffeinated. The three of us have done double shots of espresso. Sweet. We're.
2: Oh, girl, you got to hit a triple if you're really going to go. Oh, no, okay. I don't need
0: to have a heart attack before
2: those. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I'm only fueled by espresso. I love it.
0: Well, that's Jill, too. Yeah.
2: For yeah. sure. for
0: sure. I've got cold brew. I just, That's where I'm at.
2: I haven't tried a cold brew. They make me nervous.
0: <laughs> but espresso <laughs> doesn't? <laughs> That's like... Mm-mm. No, because espresso is
1: pure. Like, it's just...
0: Yeah. So is cold brew. It's just no, filtered it's, it's, slowly.
1: Like, I'll drink that if, like, you know, I'm going right before I go to bed. I'll have a cold brew.
2: Psycho. Uh-huh.
0: Nope. I guess I got to <laughs> fucking nut up a little bit. But I'm just like, a little bitch with coffee. I've,
2: like, finished a coffee and then, like, okay, time for bed. Yeah. And my boyfriend will be like, well, we just had coffee. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and now yeah. we go bedtime. And now I know, my belly now is warm. I'm
0: ready for Sleepy Town. Well, not me. So now I'm just going to be super jackhammered because I did three shots of espresso with you hardcore bitches. So the first, yeah. <laughs> the first place we stop, it's a yard sale and there isn't much left. But from the car, we see a cardboard box that has some tubes sticking out of it. So we're like, well, we got to go see what the fuck is over there. So we wander over, everybody's paying attention to the other stuff. And it is untouched and unused. There are rolls of velvet flocked wallpaper or vintage wrapping paper.
2: Oh wallpaper, always.
0: Easy, easy choice.
1: I don't know. I want them both. I'm I'm gonna go
0: the wallpaper. And I'm going to go with the wrapping paper. And then we'll just split halvesies. Yeah. Well, it yeah.
2: depends on what's on the wrapping paper.
0: It's everything you've ever wanted. Always. It's your wet dream wrapping paper. And it paper. depends
2: on what's on the flocked wallpaper. Are we talking <laughs> like little flock bears on wallpaper? Mm-hmm. Give
0: it. Yes. Yes. That's little tiny okay, ravens yeah, and feathers ah, cool. and leaves, like a dark little Victorian dream. Yeah. Then okay, if that's okay, what's okay. on it, then it's yeah, going I'm home with wallpaper. me. Yeah. Okay. So we all have wallpapered bedrooms now. Uh, we get back in the car because there's, really <laughs> yeah, there's really nothing left to look at at this one. So we go to the next house on our list, and it's a mid-century time capsule house. And there is a lot to pick through in this house. So we kind of split up and go our separate ways and then add up back in the first bedroom. And this is where all the holiday decor is being kept. But we can only mm. choose one of these as a lot. So we can take all of it, but only one side of it. Okay. So there is all of the vintage Halloween decorations, or the vintage holiday decorations.
2: Oh, Halloween always.
0: Oh no, holiday, Christmas. You going to holiday? Yeah. Okay, oh. I'm going with the Halloween. Okay, good because I wanted it all. Okay, good. All right,
2: <laughs> all right, we go. Are you going holiday for the Easter stuff? Because oh, vintage Easter. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, that is good, too. So cute. All of it. No.
0: And vintage I totally Easter. I have when I said Halloween. I'm like, wait, no. <laughs> like, I know. Hold up. <laughs> it's just made up. This isn't uh, choices <laughs> that are going to follow you for it the rest of your like life. It feels it will, though. <laughs> that's the problem. Well, in the end, I'm the one that's
1: I literally go spurred. home and I'm like, shit, I should have chose the other one. Son of
2: a bitch. Have you heard the phrase, nothing haunts you like the vintage you didn't buy? Mm,
0: no, but I feel uh, that in my soul. Yeah, all the time. Yep. I've done that so many times. Mm-hmm. All right. So we uh, we finish up fighting about decorations in that bedroom and we go down the hallway to the kitchen. It's filled with beautiful pastel shades. There is, there's three things to choose from in this kitchen. Okay. There's a table and chairs. It's the chrome legs and sides. k. Okay. And it's a beautiful light robin's egg blue. And then with that little bit of the glitter flake in the chairs. And then there's a original sunbeam mixer with the milk glass bowl. What did I do to you? Like, seriously? He just became friends with me. God. You missed your appointment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> or a collection. She had to work. Or a collection of tins. And the one is with flowers and prints and the other designs. See, so, yeah, I was mean to me, too. So you have the table and chairs. You got the vintage sunbeam mixer or the collection of tins. Oh, I got everybody.
2: I already have the table and chairs.
0: Wow. Okay. That does not surprise me.
2: I don't even know what you would use a mixer for. That sounds like cooking. <laughs> Boo. Kate doesn't cook. I'll cook for you. Kate. <laughs> That's not coffee. I don't know how to make it. <laughs> um, I'm going tins. Oh, because you can. Mm, yep. Tins. Because I love to put a button in a tin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hmm
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um, I'm gonna get the table and chairs. Oh,
0: so surprised. I know. And then I'm
1: gonna go back later
0: and hope the mixer is still there. Don't, don't, because I got it for your anniversary. Okay, good. Yeah, don't go back and get it. I got it for you already. <laughs> I am gonna go with the tins too, because I'm a sucker for yeah, a container. You are. an old vintage, like, I love a container. Tea tins and, like, spice tins and whatever fucking tin is cool enough. I love cigar boxes. I'm after it. Yeah. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one.
2: Good job. Thank you.
0: Another successful <laughs> ruining people's lives estate sale walk through, and I'm haunted for life.
2: Well, I'm like haunted by that wrapping paper, and it doesn't even exist. <laughs>
0: I know that's how right?
2: I feel every week, Kate.
0: Every week I do the her and she's I like, "This hate is it. why this
2: I'll leave is me. not a fun game."
0: <laughs> and then there's me laughing. Okay, maniacally. I want to play a game with you. Okay, okay, let's do
2: it. Biggest vintage regret that you passed up.
0: Oh. oh, that's
1: hard. I already know mine.
0: Go for it. It was a pink
1: depression cake stand. Oh, that is right in here. Because your... I'm not a fan of pink, so I was just like, oh, I don't really need that, Or eh, and I walked away, and then we did that episode where we found out that was the rare Mm -hmm. And I kept going back like, oh, maybe I should just get it just to be getting it. I'm like, no, I got like I had like a cart full and I was Mm -hmm. like, no, I can't have any more. Yeah, it haunts me.
0: Mine is probably um, I was I this is just the one that comes out the most in my memory. I was probably 22, 23, maybe younger. And I was at my favorite antique store and there was a yellow Hoosier with a white enamel top oh, and oh. It, it was so charming like somebody had gone through in hand painted like folk art like flowers oh my god and it was at the time it was like less than 200 dollars and that is the one like i can see where it's at in the antique store and i wish i wish i would have bought it and just kept it in storage because it is it was darling yeah it's probably I bet. dead somewhere in a scrapyard What's yours?
2: Okay, so mine is, like, what tragedy is made of. Okay, we're at the junk swap meet. So, like, we have swap meets at our college that, like, people just buy storage units, and they're like, what, I Trash. <laughs> My dream. And it's the best. Like, that's that's where I'm right at home. So it started to rain, and we were leaving, and there was, I'm not even kidding you, God, probably, like, 60 rubber face stuffed animals all piled up getting rained on. Oh. Oh no! And my and I was like wet and grumpy and probably not caffeinated enough. <laughs> and my ex was like, "Don't you like those things?" And I turned around. I was like, "I don't like anything right now except my home." <laughs> <laughs> and so we went home. And as soon as we walked in the door, I was like, "No! I love all that stuff! Like crap! Take me back!" And so we drove back, but by the time we drove back, they had already packed up, and I never saw those people again.
0: Oh, oh shit. That is... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And
2: they probably would have been, like, 4 or $5 each. Oh, God. I know.
0: Son of a bitch. Yeah, that's a bad one.
2: That's, like, my biggest vintage regret. And It's the same with you. Like, I can still picture, like, the space they were in. Mm-hmm. Like, I can picture the pile. Like, oh, it just makes me sick.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sick for you because that, yeah, I know that feeling all too well. Yeah, it's ugh. Ugh. well, Kate. Thank you for sitting down with us today and recanting your glorious collection and what you make. And I'm so glad that you and I are friends now, and that. <laughs> We We're talk family. I love it. I love it. And I love you. <laughs> so, been awesome. I
2: love you. And
0: please, everybody, go look at her Instagram, Bitter Squeaks, and her Etsy under the same name, Bitter Squeaks. Her stuff is truly, truly, truly magical. And she is magical. And you should most definitely go and support her.
2: Yeah. 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 Do Come, it. let's be fun.
0: Let's do it all together now. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Thank you so much. This was so fun.
0: Thanks. Good. Thanks. We love having you. i be like
2: your third host.
0: All right, okay. We'll yeah. have to have you on for sure. Yeah. All right, it's done, Dale. <laughs> yeah, every show. Okay, yeah. yeah. right. I love okay. you much. Thanks, Kate. I love you. Bye. All right, I'll talk to you later. All right, bye. 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 So with Kate, I, with the way she came to the show. Was somebody listened to an episode and sent us a message mm-hmm. and they were like, Hey, I have somebody I think would be great to be on the show. And then when they put her at, I was like shitting my pants. at I, <laughs> I was just like, remember like, did you read the messages? Did you read the messages? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I just was, I was just like one I, I fangirled of course and I was starstruck and then I was like what is happening and I just went through that like whole reel of emotions
1: yeah and I like knew of because I had seen it like on our Instagram and stuff like that mm-hmm. but I wasn't like really, and
0: then I like really looked I was like ah oh. mm-hmm. so that's a thing and it's uh, they're adorable and her miniatures right? oh
1: my god and I remember seeing them as a kid yeah
0: yeah. yeah, and that's what I love that the family trusted her with that legacy to be like, here.
1: Yeah, and it was interesting, like, I felt bad that she was like, every month I called for two years. It's like, that is dedication. That's why they because were... Because I would have been like, oh, they don't like me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I would have given up on month two. I would have given up after the letter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I can't do this anymore. Well, I tried.
0: Yeah, and I I... Uh, It's one of those things where the cosmos will lead you down the path. Whatever you believe in is going to lead you towards the goal that was your pre predetermined kind of destiny. Yeah, I
1: I really do believe what you're meant to do will fall in your lap or be in your path Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And she's adorable.
0: She is, and she, like, you guys couldn't see her, and you could see some pictures of her on her Instagram, but she is this teeny tiny little gothic fairy that I just want to put in my shirt pocket and carry around.
1: I know, she just, she's just so cute, like, you just want to, like, like, I have that
0: protective
1: yeah. feeling, like, don't fuck, like with her. don't fuck with her, you fuck with me, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, you fuck
0: with the mothballs, you fuck with her, <laughs> leave leave bitter squeaks out you of it, you leave her alone, you come to make so I had one correction from last week's Curio Corner. Oh. I um, made a goof-em-up. Fred Armisen doesn't play the reporter in the mockumentary of Grey Gardens. He plays Big Edie, which is the mom, which is even funnier because she spends most of the time in bed. So you see Fred Armisen in this gray wig. <laughs> I hope you guys did your homework and went back and you watched the Grey Garden things because you're truly... Truly missing out on some classic stuff. Yeah. And we talked about some things that would have most definitely been inside of the Grey Gardens mansion.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah,
0: 100%. One of those things would have... We talked about uh, velvet flocked wallpaper. See, and I couldn't have that in my house
1: because I just rubbed myself up against it. Well,
0: okay. In my bathroom, it's yes. imitation flock and it's not... It's not the, it's it's, not the real It's plot. like more embossed. But I got it for that very reason of flocked wallpaper and flocked wallpaper there's no this information is from vna which is an art museum in the uk and they so there's no real way to like pin down when exactly flocked wallpaper was invented they say it's like somewhere towards the end of the 17th century or beginning of the 17th century in there but there's not real because it was a textile you know mm-hmm. things like that degraded yeah. over time And it was originally, so flocked wallpaper was originally invented to mimic expensive cut velvet wall hangings that were made with fabric. They weren't made with paper, but people couldn't afford that. And so the flock that's used was a byproduct of the textile industry. And then they would like stamp a design with adhesive and then put the flock down and it mimicked that. And then people were buying it and putting it up in their homes and the most, like the most notable ones that you can, like the earliest forms of flocked wallpaper um, is this crimson flock and it was this bright red crimson laid onto a deep pink background and it hung in the Majesty's Privy Council as well as the Queen's Drawing Room. And so that's where people saw that it was like a stately thing to have oh, in yeah. your home. if the Queen has it, we gotta have it. You gotta have it. My grandma it. still follows that ethic. <laughs> And it's like, well, they used to make this joke when I was a kid that they would tell me that the queen stood them up for tea. And I was like, that bitch. And then I realized they were just trolling me as an early child. <laughs> queen never fucking was going to show up to their house. I was like, that dumb bitch. And then <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> How rude. Queen stand up my grandparents. In Idaho, <laughs> who would think? Well, this one they lived in England. Oh, I forgot they lived in England. I know.
1: Well, then that was even more.
0: I know you could see my uh, the audacity of you, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> so modern flock now is made from polyester, nylon, or rayon, or it's like an embossed pattern, like what is in my bedroom or my bathroom. But at the time, um, flock's wallpaper was popular because it was super durable. It could withstand anything you kind of threw at it. It wasn't going to rip or tear. It was heavy duty. And an added benefit was that the glue was made with turpentine, which was a natural repellent for moths, oh. which were a, a hardcore problem I back then. I was going to
1: say, yeah.
0: So it was. So that's where um, that yeah that adhesive kept the moths away. So when you see like, and there's tons of different um, like historical remnants of flocked wallpaper, but mm. it has a super cool history, and of course, that's why we want it in our house i know it's so pretty and then finding the vintage rolls of it when it was actual like the heyday of See, velvet. and if i
1: did find vintage rolls of it i wouldn't want to use it because then i'd be afraid that i'd like screw it up and, yeah yeah
0: you could i guess you could like put it on paneling oh you could or i don't know we don't, don't need know, to find guys. a fake i'm way to not put...
1: gonna find any so <laughs> it's fine guys don't don't at me don't we don't need it <laughs> So I'm. Um, she mentioned that she collect obituaries, and one of the first ones she collected was from Fay Ray. I love this. I know it's so
0: like that's a that's a cool thing to collect.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like
0: the other side of Eric Daw's photograph collection. Yeah,
1: it is. Um. So this comes from good old Wikipedia. So Fay Ray was born. Vina. Vina or Vina. Vina. I like Vina. Mm -hmm. Vina Faye Ray. She was born on September 15th, 1907, and she died on August 8th of 2004. She was a Canadian-born actress, best remembered for starring as Ann Darrow in the 1933 film King Kong. Through an acting career that spanned nearly six decades, Ray attended international recognition as an actress in horror films. She has been dubbed one of the early scream queens. And that's what Kate mentioned that she has that iconic the, scream. The, and it was an iconic scream.
0: We can't No, it's Ain't nobody gonna do it better than Faye. Nope. Made the modern well, the modern basis for horror films and the screams that you hear in most modern day films. Yeah. Based yeah. Based around what she did. Yeah, and so it says after appearing
1: in minor film roles. Ray gained media attention after being selected as one of the Wampus Baby Stars in 1926. This led her um being contracted by Paramount Pictures as a teenager, where she made a, more than a dozen feature films. After leaving Paramount, she signed deals with various film companies being cast in her first horror film roles, in addition to many other types of roles, including The Bowery, in, uh, made in 1933, and Viva Villa, made in 1934, both of which starred Wallace Beery for RKO Radio Pictures, Inc. Mm. And then that's where she starred in... um, She got noticed for King Kong. And then it says that she... um, After the success of King Kong, Ray made numerous appearances in film and television, which one does after you're known as the Scream Queen. And she retired in 1980. Wow, that is a long career. It
0: is. And especially back then. Yeah, they were, I mean, as soon as you hit like 30, you were basically. You were done. But I mean, and even if you've never seen the entirety of King Kong, you know who she is. You know, like you can literally see her
1: standing between the tide, Mm -hmm. tied up waiting to be sacrificed to King Kong. Yep. And of course, he found the lady pretty. So yeah. he wanted to keep her. Me monkey. Me love you. <laughs> pretty blonde hair. Because
0: <laughs> that's how monkeys talk. That is exactly it. We, we have a study going with um, monkeys. And that's how they talk to us. Yeah, they are. Don't challenge, especially people. in Idaho. <laughs> don't, again, don't at me. Yeah, sorry. Um, another interesting thing that, like, I've, you know, it's like the same thing with King Kong, is I've seen. The history of it, mm-hmm. but didn't realize how much of it was like this fast-paced chain of events that caused the globalization of the manufacturing of this item. And we're, we're talking about rubber. So we talk about how um, Edward Mobley didn't make any of his stuff, or some of it was made out of rubber and some of it was made out mm-hmm. of vinyl. vinyl. And that switch that was kind of happening was due to World War II, the start of World War II. Right. And what, you know, with World War Two, you have this, this spark, which was Pearl Harbor, and the Japanese attacking the harbor, and then immediately the Japanese started to attack the rubber plantations in Singapore, mm-hmm. which made up a large portion of it, and that's where all of the world's rubber was being manufactured. Well, during the war, there was hundreds of things that heavily relied on rubber. Like all of the insulation for the wires was made out of rubber. Um, The Sherman tanks were made with a half ton of rubber battleships contained 20,000 rubber parts. Like it was, it was in everything and you had, you know, the United States had lost its entire access to rubber And was now calling upon the citizens, like they did with so many things during World War II, Mm -hmm. and turned it into, you need to recycle rubber, you need to find it, you need to salvage it, you need to turn it in for the war effort. And because they were, I think what they say is like it was within 15 degrees of Singapore, which that doesn't mean anything to me. But it was, you know, the U.S. and the Allies were like, we're fucked. We have to figure out a way to continue rubber production so we can continue fighting this war, Mm -hmm. And so they had the recycling that was happening, salvage. There was the second initiative required the help of Americans who had any expertise in natural resources. And these people were sent to every corner of the world to try and find plants and trees that could be used to make rubber because rubber is from a tree, sap from the rubber tree. Along with that, these explorers looked for a way to free themselves from the dependency of the rubber plantations in Southeast Asia. And then the third and final initiative was to try and manufacture a type of artificial rubber, and so they were they were just scrambling to make this happen within two years. Damn, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I could see the panic. Yeah. I mean,
1: now that we're going through our pandemic, it's like, am I going to get that
0: item I ordered, or is right. it back, is it, back well, order? Was, you know, she was talking about the resin shortage with the stuff that she's yeah, making. Yeah. And so over the span of 2 years there was hundreds of thousands of very usable synthetic rubbers that were replaced and then American and German science scientists they started working on synthetic rubbers for two decades. Oh, they never figured out an exact like rubber alternative, but they like a synthetic rubber that was used for military purposes. Mm-hmm. Um but they there was an the effort to recycle and create new rubber. So, and they say the success of creating the synthetic rubber and the synthetic material that acted like rubber contributed to why the Allies won World War II, but it also pushed for the invention of synthetic rubber, which we still use today. And we don't really use yeah, rubber rubber. Oh. So it's one of those, you know, we talk about it in a lot of episodes about how that time frame really changed so many things about oh, the yeah. modern world. Yeah. And it's come
1: up several times throughout mm-hmm. these episodes and... I mean, I mean, you can totally see
0: how, how and why it did change. It makes me, you know, I talk about this with clients in my chair, talking about the idiosyncrasies we're going to have from this pandemic. Yeah. That are going to stay with this chunk of generation until the day we all die. Yeah. Like you're going to be on one side of the argument or the other, but you're going to have things you've picked up and that are like already, it's already weird to go. Like if I don't have a mask in my car or if I go into somewhere and I don't, have one I'm like fuck you know or I wear one mm-hmm. all day at work Yeah. now and yeah. It's like I'm like I have to look at my face in the mirror again at some point without a mask on <laughs> I know and, and I, you're just yeah. like fucking bitch about it guys I do this all the time I already know.
1: I, every time somebody complains about it I'm like I've been doing it since the get go because you know nurses gotta work
0: well and it's important that we take certain diseases seriously because they are very serious yes
1: one of them being the rheumatic fever mm-hmm. so um the room so it's this comes from mayo clinic we're going straight to the source on yeah this i'm one. not gonna um we're not gonna paraphrase i'm not gonna mess this up guys because it's serious because it is it is serious and it is preventable also so rheumatic fever is an inflammatory Inflammatory disease that can develop when strep throat or scarlet fever isn't properly treated. Strep throat and scarlet fever are caused by an infection with streptococcus bacteria. Rheumatic fever most often affects children who are between the ages of 5 and 15 years old, though it can develop young and younger children and adults. Although strep throat is common, rheumatic fever is rare in the United States and other developed countries. However, rheumatic fever remains common in many developing nations. Um, Rheumatic fever can cause permanent damage to the heart, including damaged heart valves and heart failure. Treatments can reduce damage from inflammation, lessen pain, and other symptoms and prevent the reoccurrence of it. Um, Some of the symptoms, if gone untreated, um, Again, inflammation of the heart, but also your joint, skin, and central nervous system. Um, it can show up as fever, red, hot, swollen joints, small, painless bumps beneath the skin, uh, fatigue. Yes, this all sounds
0: like the ro-ro. But I mean, most infections that you get in your body trigger and, all of these yeah, immune and that's responses. It's
1: hard a lot because I can see, I mean, being a nurse, sometimes when my kids have a fever, I'm like, you're fine. Mm. um you're not rheumatic but you're not i know i'm like it's not it's fine guys um rheumatic fever can occur after throat infection from bacteria called um like i said it's from a group a streptococcus
0: is that something like can you have streptococcus in your system and not show symptoms of strep throat like as severe because when i I had strep throat it knocked me on my
1: ass see and my son used to get it all the time Wow. But it never presented itself as a sore throat. Yeah. He always had abdominal pain. Oh, geez. And Thanks. So, <laughs> it's helpful. I, I know. And it I, these. it's just one of those things
0: that's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, it's like when my son gets ear infections, he doesn't tug at his ears or he doesn't do anything.
1: Right. And that's he just why. just a fever that we have to
0: figure out. That's why people
1: get mad at us because it's like, no, I read it on Dr. Google. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm, Dr.
0: Google is not right you like, well, that's where the schooling comes in. I know. I have a degree, guys.
1: <laughs> so the, for preventions of this, is the only way to prevent it uh, is to treat the strep throat infections or scarlet fever promptly with a full course of appropriate antibiotics. But like we said, it's not as common. I've known a couple people who have had it, and they didn't know that's what they had.
0: But that is, well, and I you know, I don't know her whole story with like her heart surgery and things like that. But it goes, you know, there's when something in your body isn't doing what it's supposed to be doing, kind of everything else.
1: Yeah. And I always tell people, if you don't feel good, there's a reason for
0: it. Mm-hmm. When I get like, especially with what I do for a living in hairdressing. Like your hair and your nails are superfluous to your survival. Mm -hmm. So if something is going wrong in your body that's like an underlying thing, it will manifest and show in your hair and your Mm -hmm. nails first because you don't need them to survive. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had patients come, like I said, I've taken care of patients who've had it and they like, I thought I had just a little sore throat that Mm -hmm. just never got better. And so, and it's hard. Modern, I mean, the we've come far in modern modern medicine, but the body is still there's a lot of stuff to the body that we still.
0: It's a great big mystery. It
1: is. It's one of those things. If you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't.
0: Yeah, but wear a mask. Wash your hands. Be mindful of the others in our community that are immunocompromised, especially with flu season coming up. This is your nurse's corner, coming yeah. at you. We believe in modern yeah. medicine here at this podcast. We do. And we also
1: believe in washing your hands and don't touch your face.
0: Yeah. Just in general, like as a rule, like if you've never been around a toddler and seen what they touched and then, yeah, you will, you will want to wash your hands. Yeah. As much as you can. (laughs) And I, well, now it's like, now it's just something that I did it a lot before, but I, yeah, now I'm on nurse level hand washing. I know. My
1: children are like, my hands are raw. And I'm like, good. That means you've washed them.
0: (laughs) You're doing great. (laughs) So that's it for uh, Kate's Curio Corner this week. We didn't cover a lot of stuff that was outside the realm of what she knew about her collection and what she does for a living. Because she knew a lot. Well, more than Google. Yeah. Yeah, she did. We'll call her Kate Google now. (laughs) (laughs) That's your name, Kate. You gotta be stuck with it now. Well, guys, if you liked what you hear today, we'd love a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating. It really helps other people know that the show's worth listening to. We love it when you tell your friends and family about us. If you share us on your Instagram stories and it's public, we'll send you some stickers. Mm-hmm. Check out our brand new merch. We just switched our merch site to offer extended sizes because I am among the extended sizes and I could not order a lot of merch from our previous site. The new merch link is, is up at the mothballprophecies.com under the Mothball shop. You can shop there directly. That's where we have our original Mothball merch plus the Halloween merch that is up right now. And the Halloween merch will only be available until November 1st. Yes, and then it's gone forever. We won't release that design again. It's gone forever. Check us out at the Mothball Prophecies Original on Instagram, the Mothball Prophecies Original on Facebook, and the Mothball Mavens on Twitter. We love to hear from you guys. That's where we post all the antiques you see today. Or you hear about today in the episode. That's where we'll put all of Kate's stuff and her links to her Instagram and Etsy for um, her bittersqueaks business. And as always, I hope you find some good shit and that it's covered in dust. And I hope you remembered to look under the table. Okay, we're going to do Bye. See ya.